Hey podcast listeners, this is Pastor Michael and I just wanted to pop in here and give you a heads up that this episode is a little bit different from the ones we normally do. Um, This was our New Year's celebration Sunday and so we heard from a couple of different voices. Um, The first one that you'll hear from is Ryan Gagnon, he's our Kid Nation director and we're actually going to pick up in the middle of his talk um, but you'll have the full talks from all the other folks that spoke that morning. So here's Ryan Gagnon. of the families that are attached to the kids. Now, we did pretty well at that this year. We, we got better connected with a couple of different families. We had some counseling sessions with different families. We blew up some gingerbread houses with a couple of different families. That was a good time. We'll talk to you about that later. Uh, it's true. That's true. That's true. But all the gingerbread houses, when they have a mortar in them, are first place. Um, it was awesome. So we did that through that relational step, right? And we're going to continue to do that in the coming year. So not only do we want to connect with the kids that God would bless us with, but with the families as well, because can God reach a family through a nine-year-old? Absolutely. He's done that with this body over the last five years multiple times. Yep, I was waiting for the tears. Okay. And, uh, The third piece of our missional thing would be to remember fun, right? Um, If you hear the kids, they're screaming and hollering and hooting all the time. Why am I crying about fun? Um, That's fine. So we do that through not only teaching God's word, but then as we're teaching God's word, we have sketches and we have them reenact the stories. They also, each week, they have the, the big idea, they work that out in hand gestures. So as you see them, ask them what the big idea was today, and they can reiterate that to you in hand gestures, and that helps them remember more and more about God's story. So we did all of these things, and and we set, when we wrote this document five years ago, what are the goals of, of Kid Nation? If we have this vision, and if we have this mission, what are the goals that we should be able to see should we follow God? The first one was spiritual growth in our students. This would be evident not only to Kid Nation staff, but to families as well. This could show itself through a more focused prayer life, increased sensitivity, and improved behavior. Now, we've witnessed many of those things this past year in most, if not all, of our students, right? So we had two professions of faith and two baptisms with Riley and Camden Lockstanford, right? That's amazing, right? God God is transforming people's lives, right? And the people are kids, and that's pretty awesome. The second goal that we would see would be that students would be sharing their faith. Now, this is a tricky one, right? Because asking a kid to share Jesus with somebody seems a little odd, right? A lot of the kids are like, how do I do that? Especially for a lot of our kids who attend a Christian school. So when you talk through that with them, they say, what do I do? All my friends are Christians. How do I do that? But they've been strategic in the way that they've become friends with their neighbors and they've shared their life with their neighbors and they've begun those relationships. So we're looking for more of that in the coming years of those friend relationships becoming God relationships. And then finally, it would be evident that we're meeting our goals by student serving. We would be able to observe this because the students would be capable of serving cheerfully and not only each other and Kid Nation, but also the church as a whole. Now, this, in my opinion, has been the most evident of any of the goals that we have set. Many of the ministries that you see on a Sunday morning are handled by kids. That's crazy. Kids run the sound booth, right? 
Kids greeting people at the door. Kids stacking chairs. Kids doing all this stuff, right? These kids are serving. And I'm crying again. God is good. Um, okay, so in 2019, we grew as a ministry. In 2020, we're looking to become more outwardly focused on the people God has called us to. We've done a very good job, I would say, of equipping those that we have. Our miss or our opportunity would be to do better at reaching the communities, to get out and start to pull people in. And you'll see more of that in the coming months. Now, a bit of a transition. So when you have a children's ministry that I, I would say is, is being successful, right? God is doing some incredible things. Something that all kids do is get older, right? They all get older. They all get more moody. Uh, it just happens, right? So we've been blessed, and now we have a bunch of middle schoolers, right? So um, we have a conference within our fellowship called Momentum. Momentum is a youth conference that Grace has been a part of for years, right? Um, I had the benefit of being able to take a group a few, few times. Uh, this would have been about five, six, seven years ago. It's an awesome week of ministry, fun, and memory building. Kids are up till 2 o'clock in the morning talking about their sin issues and being ridiculous. You do not get this anywhere else in youth ministry. You just don't get this benefit. So we have set a goal of sending, this is a conservative goal, by the way, of sending four students to Momentum this year. Realistically, I think we can get six or seven. So that's not cheap. There's a lot of cost in terms of time and finances that it's going to take to get the kids there, right? You'll hear more about that in the coming weeks, but it's worth it. It's something that we can do to help equip the next step, the next kids, right, to continue with what God has been doing through Kid Nation. So thank you guys for your prayers. We ask that you continue to not only pray for Kid Nation and then the middle school kids as well, but that you involve yourselves in their lives. Ask them the questions that we have put in these goals. Are they sharing their faith? What's God doing in their lives? Because you'd be surprised at how candid they are. They don't have the facade that, unfortunately, a lot of adults can kind of put up. They'll just tell you. Ask them. It's worth it. Father, uh, Lord, thank you so much for Kid Nation. And, Lord, thank you for these kids and the way that you have blessed us with them. You have encouraged us, and, Lord, you've saved their lives. You are incredible. And the benefits that we get to see from what you've done through this ministry are amazing. Lord, we pray that as these next steps are taken over the next year, that, Lord, you would continue and that you would not stop. And it sounds silly to even pray that because you won't. But maybe a more appropriate prayer, Lord, is that we would do an even better job of following you while you do it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we'll hear from Matt Wheelock, the administrative pastor of Grace Church of Sebring. Lord, I pray that that is exactly what we want to, to do with our lives celebrate you, to have this understanding that we're alive because of what you have done for us. Every believer in the room has to be able to proclaim like the goodness that you have for us. You've shown us grace upon grace upon grace.
mercy and you have loved us through so much of our nonsense. We have the ability because of what you have done for us to actually live, to be able to proclaim the gospel, to be able to to share our lives with others because of what you have done for us. Lord, I pray that as, as we go into this year, that we are sold out for you. That we are focused on exactly what you want us to be doing. Help us to connect with our neighbors. Connect with our friends and family. Help us to be able to just proclaim your grace and your love and your mercy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So it's funny, like uh, Ryan said, man, what a year it's been. Man, I got to be honest with you. Man, what a decade it's been. All right. I've been, here's my context. You guys don't have this. I have this. But my wife and I have context of over a decade of being here. And you guys might say, well, man, you know what? It's, it's a pretty small church. But would everybody agree it was a small church? Small church? Yeah. yeah. It's about three to four times the size of what it was when we came here. Okay. You know how many kids? How many kids are in the room? Do a quick count. Somebody do it. Ryan, do a quick count of the kids in the room. Oh, t- no, there's more than ten. There has to be a ten. The lock stand for seven eleven. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, I think there were two when we were here. So when you guys have this context of well, man, what a year it's been. I get to be able to celebrate like God has done an amazing work here. I am really super stoked about where we're going. It's been fun to be able to, uh, since September, right? I mean, we've, we've really been focused on where we're going as a, 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 a family of churches. Because we don't just have a church in Ocala. There's a church in Sebring. There's a church in Lakeland that God is, I believe, just on the cusp of doing some amazing things in three different counties and three different cities around this state. I, I'm excited that, like, it's really humbling, to be honest with you. Like, I don't understand why God would have me in this position. I, I've been at Grace Church of Sebring now for uh, going on 14 years. What I'm doing now has nothing, it looks nothing like what I've been, what I'm doing right now. I started, I had a, um, there, was a there was a pastor before me uh, who passed away suddenly. And when I started there, Pastor Randy had and handed me a, a, a book and said, this was what Pastor Denny was working on. It didn't include Ocala, I assure you. But it's been fun as my, as my uh, job has shifted over the years. And now it's, uh, I have the ability to be able to connect with Pastor Michael and Pastor Ben and Sebring and moving on with Oren in Lakeland, that church, well, that, that team should be launched this next summer. And I'm excited to, to be a part of a, of a family of churches who are collaborating with each other as we invite our neighbors to meet and follow Jesus. Like, this is exciting. And I believe that you guys have please agree with me, a really awesome pastor. 
to be able to see the, the commitment not only from him, but his entire family. Uh, I didn't know we were going to start out with tears, but it's pretty stinking exciting to be able to see kids serving in this church. It's really exciting. I hope and pray that as we move forward with this, with this family of churches, that you guys are a part of what we're, what we're starting to dream together. I get to dream with three dreamers, okay? Three. Pastor Michael, Pastor Ben, and Warren. What we want to do is not just settle with building three churches, but we actually are, tr- are trying to dream together what it's going to look like as we plant churches in Florida. Are you guys ready for that? No, come on. Are you ready for that? Like, it's not, j- we, can, we can be so closed-minded that we say, all right, let's, let's see what God does here. And I'm excited. Like, I have the ability to be a part of, uh, I got, uh, I serve for Inspire Cares Pastors Network. There's 411 pastors that I get to connect with throughout the year. So I get a big picture, but I am excited what God is going to be able to do in Ocala, in Sebring, in Lakeland, and down that 27 corridor. And we're, got to be honest with you, we're starting to dream about Davenport. Anybody been through Davenport lately? Davenport. I-4 and 27. You guys need to get out more. Right? These used to be where Baseball City was. Nobody remembers Baseball City? You remember Baseball City, right? It's where spring training was for the Kansas City Royals, right? Yeah, that was all that was, that was, all that was there, right? People came in. Anyway, this place is blowing up, and we're starting to think out loud into God of what you're going, what He is going to do through this church. That's what's exciting. That we're not just going, oh, well, let's build Ocala Grace Brethren Church. What is Ocala Grace Brethren Church? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about what's going to be happening here, Pastor Michael. And you'll recognize this voice. The day will come when both of those guitars fall over. <clears throat> um, well, good morning, church. It's, it's really good to be with you. And, and Ryan and Matt did a fantastic job on their time, so I'm just going to absorb all of theirs, and we'll, we'll keep going until like 4 or 5 this afternoon, if that's okay. <laughs> um, When I, when I was a, a, a student pastor in Indiana, we did an exercise at the end of the year, and the kids all thought it was super cheesy the first time they did it. And the second time they did it, they were talking all of their friends into it. Like, no, 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 this sounds dumb, but it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. So what we would do is uh, I'd get these high school students, these middle school students together, um, and try to get them to be quiet, and try to get them uh, to think just for a few minutes, and gave them a sheet of paper and just said, hey, write down the things that you're concerned about today. Write down the things that you're excited about today, the things you're looking forward to. Write down the things that you're like hoping are going to happen in the next couple of months. Like we would always do this in December, and, um, and I said, just, just write this down. 
I'm not, you fold it up, you stick it in an envelope, you seal it. I will never see this. This is not for me. But I will keep this for you, and then next year we'll get together, and, and we're just going to read. And it, it was a, and the, the following year, for them to be able to open up this letter that they had written to themselves about the things that they were concerned about, the things that they were hopeful for, the things they were excited about, um, it was a real, real small way for teenagers to get a bigger perspective than what's happening for breakfast. And I can make that joke because we've all been teenagers, but like it actually is helpful for us too. <laughs> um, so maybe we ought to just like everybody take a sheet of paper and we'll write a letter to ourselves this morning. Uh, maybe you can do that this afternoon. But I get the privilege of, um, because we have built in this tradition and really we inherited it from Pastor Todd, that the first Sunday of the year, we take a look back at what happened in this year, and we take a look forward at what we're hoping God's going to do in this coming year. So I actually have a privilege of, over the last five years, a recorded audio version of me trying to explain to people like how to do this. Like If you go to our podcast, they're there, and you can listen to them. Uh, and it's more and more uncomfortable every time. <laughs> It's already uncomfortable to listen to yourself, but, but, but to look at, like, what is going on in your head. And you can, I don't know if you do this. Maybe you don't listen to yourself speaking enough. Um, but, like, sometimes I, I'll hear myself and I'll say a phrase, and I know what the words sound like, and I know what I meant by it, and know that those two, there's a big bridge between the two, and there's no way that, that people are going to follow me. Um, and so I'm listening to that and looking back at, like, what we were looking forward to this year. And it really was an investment in, I don't have a good word for it, investment in the core, investment in shoring up. Um, I do landscaping. And, and so a lot of my, uh, the way that I think about the world has to do with looking at how plants grow. Um, and so, like, if you, if you let a tree just kind of do its own thing, maybe not all trees, but some trees, especially vines, if you let them do their own thing, they'll just grow straight up as, as high as they can possibly go, which just means they're going to fall over. And so sometimes in order to help things grow the right way, you kind of, hey, we're not going to grow that far. We'll just cut you off here. And then you can strengthen up this stem to be able to support more weight at the, like, if you want to get to, like, you just, you want to grow as far as you possibly can, and that's, that's a great desire, but let's slow it down some and, and, and grow a little bit more compact so we can support more as we go. And so this year was really a slow year. Um, if I look back and I keep a folder of all the photos of, of church events that we've done that people send to me, I look back and I'm like, we don't have a ton of pictures to look at. But the ones that we do have are important. Because we were, we were focusing on our energy on being ready for what was next. And so I'm excited to talk a little bit about what we did this last year. I'm excited to talk about what's next. Um, I don't think this is going to work. There it is. So one of the things that we got to celebrate, not just Camden and Riley's baptisms. I got pictures of them too. Um, not just their baptisms, but also uh, Don and John's baptisms. We got to, Yeah. Two guys that had a long walk with, or had a walk with Jesus before they came to be involved uh, with Grace Church. But, but being here thought, you know, I need to take this next step. I need to make this a public declaration that I am following Jesus. And, and just exciting to be able to be um, together with people as they grow in Christ. Like if, if you grow in Grace Church and don't grow in Christ, then we're failing. 
If you're more and more bought into what we're doing and the programs that we're doing and, and not bought into what Jesus wants to do in your life, then, then I, I don't know how we could fail more miserably. But to be able to walk with people as they're engaged with what Jesus is doing has just been an incredible blessing. Um, and so a small church um, got to celebrate baptisms or four people choosing to follow Jesus and choosing to do that this year, which I think is just incredible. Um, we spent a lot of time strengthening our relationships with the people that we collaborate with. Um, we've kind of hinted, we don't talk about it a ton, but, but our church is part of a fellowship of churches, what you would probably want to call a denomination, but they don't like to call it that. Um, because it's not really a denomination. There's no like superstructure of people telling everybody what to do. It's just a group of churches that have the same mission and, and are working together to try and, and make that happen. It's called the Charis Fellowship. Um, and Charis is the Greek word for grace. That's where grace kind of shows up in all the things. Uh, so uh, part of what we did in, in strengthening our ties there is, is I went through the process of being ordained by the Charis Fellowship. Um, which to you didn't make any difference on, on the ground. I'd already been preaching to you for months and, and continued to preach, and nothing really changed after that. But what that meant is that the, the, the nation uh, or the national organization recognized me as a pastor, um, and now we get to have a voice at that table, not only at that table, but some of the international things that are going on, like we, we just got to be a part of that. We've also strengthened our ties with, with Sebring, and, and, and Matt, uh, I wanted Matt, I was glad that Matt ended up, like, we didn't plan for Matt to be here this morning, but it worked out really, really well that he was. Um, we did plan, anyway. That sounds more haywire than it was. <clears throat> um, we have, they have been in the trenches with us for the last couple of years, or for the last 10 years. Like, they were the ones who came into a church that literally was like four people uh, sitting around singing along with um, karaoke tracks. And, and they, they loved Jesus, and they wanted to do what, they, what was best, but they just didn't know how to make it work. And so Sebring stepped in and, 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 and brought us along and has been traveling the journey with us. But by and large, it's, there hasn't been much coordination. There hasn't been much collaboration between what we're doing and what they're doing. And, and the project in Lakeland had a, a really interesting way to help us realize, like, we can work together on this. <laughs> like, we don't have to all be doing our own thing. We can actually work together, and we'll be stronger together. And so we've strengthened our ties with Sebring, and that's ended up them actually giving us more support than we had before. It, it, it can be intimidating sometimes when you, like, ask your boss to be more involved with what you're doing. Um, and, and we'll see, actually, a lot more of Matt. But that's not because we're in trouble. That's because we're working on good things. <clears throat> so as we invited them to be in, more involved in what we're doing, they, they gave us more support. And they've actually um, provided for us to be able to hire another staff person part-time to be able to help us move our mission forward. So you've seen uh, Josh Deese around for the last couple of months. He's kind of been on the edges. And um, I'm now sucking him into the, into the midst of it. <laughs> um, so Sebring has, has given us the support to be able to hire somebody um, part-time. Um, bivocational, which is our model of people who work outside the church and work within the church to move the mission of, of Jesus forward, not necessarily. Anyway. Move the mission of Jesus forward, period. 
because that's what we're about. Um, and so Josh uh, has been a really fun story uh, of how we got to meet each other and how we've gotten to get to know each other, and we're excited, I'm excited to work together more with you. And one of the things he's going to be taking on the responsibilities for over the next couple of months, the most visible thing that you'll see him doing is, is um, leading worship more regularly. So we're moving, moving that transition to... Um, and we've also had the opportunity to strengthen relationships with, with, with local partners. You got to hear from um, Ken Cabertle, Wendy. I wanted to call, call her Becky, but her name is Wendy. Ken and Wendy Cabertle, who, who run the Dignity Center and wear gloves. And, and if you've ever drank a cup of coffee um, in the last year or so, like that has been brewed by locals who really, really needed help. Um, and so we have strengthened our ties with them. We've tried to... Um, do some more training with them, and they've, they're in the middle of a big transition, some really excited stuff that God's provided for them that they now have to reorganize and move into. Um, but we've strengthened our ties with them as well. And we've also had the, had the opportunity not only to learn a bunch of stuff, let me get there, learn a bunch of stuff. These are the nine sermon series that we went through this year. Uh, or there's eight. There's, there's not a ninth one. The, the symmetry drives me nuts that there isn't a ninth one, but these are the sermon series that we went through. Um, so while we are learning, we also have been trying to uh, meet the community more um, and meet the people that are immediately surrounding this church building, the, the people in the neighborhoods directly adjacent to us. And, so, and there's about 875 homes that are nearby um, and, and we've just been able to, or we've been working hard to be able to just meet people. Because our mission is to uh, invite our neighbors to meet and follow Jesus. So whether we ever get the opportunity to invite, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was a mistake to let Kid Nation roll behind me. <clears throat> but whether or not we ever get the opportunity to invite our neighbors to follow Jesus, we do want, through whatever interaction we have with them, for them to meet him. We are, we are Christ's ambassadors in Ocala, and so if, if people are running into us, they should also be rubbing up against Jesus. So we're inviting our neighbors to meet and follow Jesus, and, and we did a lot of meeting this year. Um, there's a, a picture in here of the barbecue where we, we had the opportunity to meet uh, 30 to 40 neighbors, people who just live next to the church building we've never met before, but now we get to sit down, share a meal, serve them, and have a conversation with them. Um, and that's just been a blessing to be able to do that. Um, and I, I think I know most of you well enough to know that it's been a blessing for you as well. So what does that mean for where we're going? Um, if, if, if we've been doing, if we did some pruning at the beginning of the year to slow things down some, to, to spend some time shoring up and, and uh, developing so that we can be ready to grow, what does 2020 look like? It looks like making the changes now to be able to grow. Um, so there, there are going to be some changes that we're going to be making, but, but the changes are geared towards not just meeting our community, but, but serving them well. Um, I, I told you last year that God's put a burden on my heart for us to use these 10 acres, and there are 10 acres here, of undeveloped property that we as a church have inherited debt-free, mortgage-free. Like, what, why did God give us this huge gift that initially just felt overwhelming, how we can't even maintain it? What are we going to do with it? It was, no, turn it into a gift for the community. 
turn it into a park where the, it's open to the public for to be able to use it. Um, and, I, and I shared those ideas with you. Um, and we're going to continue to be making changes to be able to facilitate that. And we've always, and I'm excited, kind of excited to talk about too, people that aren't connected to our church are already donating money to that project. Um, so we, we had set up a separate account for that to be able to do that. <clears throat> and we've had people that, aren't, that don't attend Grace regularly that have heard about the thing that God's getting ready to do here and said, let me give some money to make sure that that happens. So, so we're already raising money for that project. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to change a little bit of what we look like. It's going to change probably, very likely, probably absolutely our name, that we won't be called Grace Church anymore. We'll be called something else. And so we're in the process of getting the right people at the table to have the conversations about what that looks like and move forward. So that's kind of vague and can be scary because what I really want to get you is what is the next step? What do, you need to, what do we need to do today? And what I'd like for you to do is what I'd like for you to do is to start with me where I started. So when I'm not going to cry, I won't be the one. <laughs> so when Pastor Todd resigned and, and, and moved and I stepped into this role, I thought, oh my goodness, what did you just do, Jesus? Like this was not, this was not my plan. This wasn't necessarily what I wanted. Like what am I supposed to do? And he said, well, why don't you ask me? And so that's what I did. I started with, okay, God, like, you, you have put me here. There wasn't anything that I could have done to arrange the circumstances of my life for this to work out the way that it did. You put me here. So what, what do you want from me? What do you want from us as a church? Why are we still here? Why has Sebring been pouring resource into us for 10 years and, and by and large on paper, nothing's changed? Even though God's doing things, like if you look at numbers and things like that, like nothing's different. What are you doing, God? And so as, as we're gearing up to serve our community, I'd like to invite you to join me in praying for our community. It's been my habit to set aside at least two hours a week to, to be intentional and, and be out in the community praying for them. And I'm not asking you to set aside that amount of time, but I am asking you to make the commitment to pray for our community every day. That at some point, set an alarm on your phone that just says, pray for Ocala, pray for our neighbors, and, and you, to pause whatever's going on in your day and, and go, you know what, God, like you have put us here for a reason, and you've put us here to invite our neighbors to meet and follow you. So would you be preparing their hearts for that? Would you give us the vision and, and, and the passion for what it is that we need to do in order to, to be your hands and feet here? So would you pray with me this year? And I probably should have given you a little bit more of a heads up that I was going to give you this challenge because, um, like, I, I, I need you to, to do it. <laughs> I can't. Um, I'd like to, to read, since we, we like the Bible so much, um, I'd like to read some from Ephesians chapter 4. Because the funny thing about church is that God has a plan for it, and he kind of wrote down what we're supposed to be doing. <clears throat> so... In talking about the church and how the church is set up, he, he, he starts to mix these pictures. And I'm going to read you a lot of words, and it's going to be like, what, is, what exactly is he talking about? I don't really get where he's going with this, but he's, he's flowing pictures together. And actually, the first picture that he's using is a picture of a parade, somebody throwing out candy. 
So think when it says that God gave, he gave, he's actually walking through the streets throwing out things, a parade. He's giving, God is giving gifts to the church for the church for something else. So in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and he, God, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, so the leaders of the church, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body to grow so that it builds itself up in love. So in, 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 in the churches that I grew up in, we had this terminology, and the terminology isn't bad, it just, I think, isn't helpful, is of that guy, this guy is the minister of the church. And what, what Paul's writing in Ephesians, what God's saying through Paul in Ephesians is, no, he's, he's the minister maker. <laughs> so God gave, God gave the leadership of the church to equip the saints for the work of ministry. The work of ministry that Grace Church does isn't done by me. My job isn't to do the ministry of the church. My job is to equip you, to help you, to empower you to do what God is calling you to do as your ministry. And so there's a component of my job that I'm praying for you. And I'm working to figure out, okay, what conversations do I need to have? What do we need to be preaching? What do we need to be teaching in order for the people to be ready to do what God is going to do? And, and I've tried to be as faithful as I can over the last year to do that. But now as we make the shift in the new year, I'm inviting you into the story. If maybe you've been sitting back. And the ask is, is, is simple. Would you pray, not just for your own needs, but would you pray for the needs of your neighbors? Would you pray for Ocala at least once a day? And if you want extra credit, would you fast one meal? <laughs> one meal a week. And I know not everybody can do that. There's health reasons, and I'm, I'm cool with that. But that's, that's kind of extra credit if you want to be more spiritual. <clears throat> um, but would you, would you pray every week or every day for Ocala? Because I'm banking on it. So as we move towards making changes and as we move towards uh, renaming uh, the organization that meets here, um, I'm going to cover over the sign. And I'm going to cover over the sign with, with this message to our community that, that we are praying for them. And if you go to our website, which is there at the bottom, it says, we pray for you. Whatever it is that you're facing, you, weren't, you aren't meant to go through it alone. God didn't design us to go through life alone. 
And so can we join together with people that we've never met? And I understand that I'm asking you to get involved in other people's mess. But can you pray that God would continue to be working together for the good of, of people who, who you have never met before when he knows them so intimately? So we'll take a few minutes and just reflect on how, how, God's, uh, how God's speaking to you this morning, which is our habit before um, we, take, we continue to worship God by taking up an offering, and then we'll close together in singing. But if you're willing to make this commitment with me, um, then I'd like to, to hang these banners up before we leave today. So let's pray together, and then we'll take some time to reflect. Great is your faithfulness, O God, our Father. There is no shadow of turning with you. You don't change and you don't fail. And if we were to describe ourselves, it would be the exact opposite of all of those things. So, Lord, we acknowledge that you have won us to yourself. We acknowledge that you have overcome our biggest problem, the overwhelming obstacle of sin. And you've set us free to live. And so, Jesus, as you've, as you've done that, as you, as you are doing that, Lord, I pray that you would continue to lead and guide our hearts to share the gifts that you've given to us. The generosity that you've shown us by your grace, Lord, would you, would you give us that attitude? And God, would you find us faithful in the day that you return? It's in your name we pray. Amen.